Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to this episode of Chalkboard Chat, where we talk about all things education in Mississippi. I am your host, Dr. Tara Y. Wren. This episode is part of a series where I talk to state and community leaders about student groups they lead. Working with our teen population is of great interest to me and others because there is a realization that they are our next leaders. They will be responsible for taking care of our communities and taking care of us, quite frankly. We will depend on their leadership and knowledge of how to network, communicate, and simply get things done. So that is why these student groups are quite helpful in developing our young scholars to be productive, innovative, informed citizens. Today, I am talking to Jasmine Harvey, Student Engagement Specialist for Mississippi Public Broadcasting about the MPB Student Council. Welcome Jasmine to Chalkboard Chat. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Now Jasmine, I know personally that you have done quite a bit of work with youth. Could you sum up your work with students and young people with a hashtag? What would it be? Let's see, that's a good question. So if I could sum up all the work that I've done with students and youth, I think my hashtag personally would be keeping the heart young. Okay, hashtag keeping the heart young. I like that, I like that. With that in mind, talk about your work and tell me why you are so passionate about working with young people. So I have a very different background as it pertains to working with youth. Before I started with Mississippi Public Broadcasting, I was working with a hospital with youth, particularly adolescents, those that suffer from mental illnesses. And so I had an opportunity to kind of learn how they adapt to life and working in life and how to navigate through life, as you would say. And so I've always had a passion for youth, specifically middle high schoolish, when they're kind of figuring it out, they think they know, it, but they don't really know it, just need a little guidance. And so I've worked a lot with troubled youth, as you would say, and to kind of help navigate and guide them. And so part of my upbringing with youth was learning them from an aspect of the troubled ones. And then I traveled into the school system where I was able to learn how they operate in the school system. And so I'm always about learning how students operate in different environments. And so what I like to do is engage with them. We talk a lot about teens and what we call the missing middle or Gen Z is the generation that we're speaking to now. And it's a lot of stereotypes about them. A lot of misconceptions about them that you don't really know. And so these opportunities from the hospital to the school system and to MPB, where I'm now leading the MPB Student Council, have gave me the opportunity to learn a little bit more about Gen Z and to kind of figure out how they see the world and how I can be a part of their world and helping them to grow. Well, that's just awesome. So you've had really good experiences over the years and probably make really good connections with the youth. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned the missing middle. Talk a little bit about what that means. So when we talk about the missing middle, specifically for public media terms, missing middle is that audience that's in between after you watch a Sesame Street. So let's talk about PBS. You know, we grew up pre-K all the way up to maybe three, four, five, six, and seven. Before you reach middle school, pretty much you're growing up off PBS. And then you matriculate on into middle and high school. 
And so, of course, we have our adults who watch news, who take in different type of media through news, through television. Well, the missing middle are those that they don't have a particular place to take in news, to take in information just in general. And so we consider the missing middle to be Gen Z, which is just the generation. Your middle and your high school teens, because of course, after you watch Sesame Street and you get a little older, you don't really want to continue to watch it. And so we're trying to find a way where we can find that missing middle, what they enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. As we know, technology is like our new innovative way of doing a lot of things. And you hear teens talk about technology from social social media in different ways that we use social media. And so it's figuring out what interests them as a missing middle, as well as how do we engage them to retrieve information, to use information, and then to tell about the information that they've learned. Gotcha. So the missing middle with MPB is that age between when they stop watching the PBS programs or when they really become undercover PBS children program watchers (laughs) and when they become adults. Yes, because I will say some of them say they don't watch PBS anymore, but as soon as I name some characters, they highlight and smile and be super happy. So I think the missing meal, they still watch PBS, but it's kind of like they don't want anybody to know that they watch it. Yeah, because those PBS kids programs, they can hook you in. So tell me about the MPB Student Council. What is it all about then? So what we wanted to do from a public media platform standpoint with the missing middle is to engage them in public media. One of the big things that we learned through research, we did a lot of research with the Jones-Gascuni Center. And what the research talked about was how do we engage the next generation in public media? We know, as I mentioned, that there is a break off from PBS, there's a break off from news. A lot of our missing middle don't take in news through news on TV. They pretty much get it from their digital devices or social media. So what we want to do as a student council was to give them an opportunity to learn about public media as well as be celebratory of their generation and who they are and what impacts them and what impacts their lives. This is going on two years for us, so we've been very, very successful. I'm super excited about that. So we bring students together across the state of Mississippi in the grades of 8th through 11th. And what we like to do is introduce them to public media, as well as provide them to hands-on training, get them involved in some civil engagement. We talk about democracy and their role in it, impact their voices, give them a voice, create leaders, storytellers, those who are going to run our next generation. We talk a lot about that the next generation is going to lead us, but how are they going to lead us if they don't have the information? So this is what the student council does. It gives them an opportunity of service to learn, to grow, to lend their voices across the state to their peers and students, because of course we're only one entity. We can't reach everyone. So we want to create an opportunity where it's an ongoing program for students to come through, hopefully stay on with us, but if not, take on the information and pass it on to the next youth so that they know that their voices are impactful, not just in democracy, not just at school, but in the world as a whole. That's wonderful. So now you talk about the, the missing middle. So what grades can students be in to be a member of the MPB Student Council? So the grades that you can be in starts in middle school, eighth grade, and then all the way up to 11th grade, which is considered your junior year. Okay. So with MPB being the public media station, as you've mentioned, and Mississippi's PBS station, would you say that these students that come to you, they already know a lot about what MPB does in the state of Mississippi? Actually, surprisingly, no. And that's a good thing. I know that if you hear you like, what? They don't know about MPB. How are they going to join? Well, you got to think about what I said, the missing middle. So a lot of information that we have from a public media standpoint, they are very foreign to 
And so that's a great opportunity for us also to build a partnership with them, to let them know what we have to offer. So most of them come in and say, I really don't know, or I watch PBS, or they'll have a certain thing that they know about it. But when they leave, that's the most precious thing to me is when they leave, they learn and they grow and they get to see all that we do, not just in one bubble of just television, but all the different departments and divisions that are a part of MPP. That's very cool. So they get to learn about the news department, radio, what they do on radio and television and in the education department as well. Yes, they do. And we try to expose them. We try to provide mentorship opportunities. And so on one of the big things that we do that a lot of the students will say is their remarkable moment that we get to bring them in. We'll have an in-person meeting. Right now we've been meeting virtually due to the pandemic, as well as we have a lot of students that are two to three hours away. And so we can't really meet like we want to, but we always try to get together at least twice in the year. And so we host an in-person meeting where they get to come in the building. So it's super excited. They get to get that one-on-one feel of MPB and all we have to offer. We take a tour around the building. We go to the different departments. We bring speakers in. We bring different people from the divisions in to just meet them and talk about what they do and just to kind of give them that one-on-one real-life feel of what we do. So they hear about what we do virtually all the time, but to see them in action and excited to tour the building and television and radio, and it's super exciting. That is exciting and sounds like they get a very wholesome experience being a member of the student council. What other type of projects do you do? Is it a year-long term that they can serve or how does that go? Yes, so it's actually year-long. However, we do encourage the members to stay. And if they do decide to stay, there is still an interviewing process. So yes, it is year-round. You can continue on up until, of course, your 12th grade year, because I'm sure you're going to be focusing on your going to college and growing up. And so we like to keep them year-round, but it's up to them to make the decision if they would like to stay. Right. So I asked you a double question there. So the other part of that was, What type of projects or activities do they engage in during that year? Okay, I'm glad you asked. So one of our big, big projects that we've been doing successfully for two years, and I'm super, super proud of because of the growth is we have our own MPB Student Council podcast. I know I'm super excited about it because, you know, podcast was a thing that was on the rise for students. That's one of those platforms that we know for sure that students were semi listening to, but it was way higher in the range as it pertains to television. So they were taking in podcasts, but they weren't really watching TV. And so what better way to tell students say that you have a voice? You give them a voice and you let them talk about what they want to talk about. Well, not really what they want to talk about. So there's specific topics that we do go through and talk about that are important to them. And so we've highlighted a total, I want to say a total of 10 or 12 episodes all together that we've done from each year. So we started this in 2021. And so now we're in 2023. And so we just continue to build off those episodes. And so that's one of the big projects that we get to lead that I think really, really adheres to Gen Z, who they are. It speaks to their uniqueness, their creativeness, and just what's important to them. Another project that we do, one of the things that's very, very important is democracy. And we talk about civic engagement in a lot of different ways. And so you can't tell a student that they have a voice in democracy and the laws that are made against them without giving them an opportunity to learn the basics of the basics. 
So one of the projects that I also enjoy, and I learn a lot from myself as well, we have a legislative project. And so what we do, we give them an opportunity to listen in on sessions that they have, as well as learn about how bills become a law, the House. And then they get to do their own fun research where they're able to figure out their leaders, their legislators in their area. And then they're able to write them a letter to let them know what we're doing at MPB and the awesome program that we lead through the MPB Student Council podcast. And I say this because I think it's very important is changing the way that we see democracy, the way things are happening for them. And so there's a lot of decisions being made on behalf of them, and they really have no idea that's going to affect them in the future. And so what they get a chance to do is, one, learn, because, of course, it's a lot of things that go on in government that we do not know about. However, we do know that they take in if it's something with school, like one of our student council members, they were talking about school consolidation. We know mm-hmm. that that's a big thing. You know, you can consolidate because of lower grade rank or your ranks. If you're failing school, you need mm-hmm. to come together. And so one of their issues was that they didn't want to consolidate, mm-hmm. you know, and so they got a chance to talk about why it mattered, not knowing that, hey, because of your voice and you speaking on this, it could lead to them saying, well, hey, maybe we need to take a step back before we consolidate because the student voices matter. So this is two of the big projects that we do each year that I'm super, super proud of. And I'm super, super proud of the team that helped me to lead this as well. Like I said, the student council, yes, I lead it, but it's ran by an amazing education team here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And so we have a great time just interacting with the students as well as learning with them too. I'm sure you do. They get a lot of engagement, particularly in learning that legislative process is very important. Because after a while, they are going to get an opportunity to participate in that. So that's an awesome opportunity that you are giving them through the MPB Student Council. I want to go back and talk a little bit more about the podcast. So do the students come up with the topics or are they given the topics? So this is all student-led. Let me say it again. All student-led, which I'm super excited about because most times you hear, well, students don't really want to do anything. They're shy. Well, these students have a voice and they're ready to use it. And so what they do, they get together and we just brainstorm. We talk about anything they would like to talk about from a school standpoint. It could be law. It could just be stuff that's going on in the world. And so we'll come together. We'll meet. We'll get a list together. And we try to do at least 10 podcasts for the year. And Mm -hmm. so we try to select the topics that we know be a really, really good topic for the year. And so they help with their process, but it's all student led. And here and there, there may be some, they may ask if we have anything, if they don't know a topic or want to kind of learn more about a topic to make it a podcast topic. But outside of that, it's student led. So they do their own research and come up with the questions as well? Yes, they do. And the guests? Yes, they do that as well. Now, some do come in. So I want to be honest, some do come in. They may not know a lot about podcasts. And so what we do, we do have a very intensive training that is led with them that kind of teaches them, you know, how podcasts go, your topics, your questions. And so we'll work with them the first two podcasts. But after that, they take the lead. They learn how to recruit their guests. They learn how to write their guests, let them know what we're going to be talking about, as well as how to facilitate questions that go along with the episode. Oh, how awesome. So what are some of the topics that you all have explored so far? Ooh, okay, okay. So one of our (laughs) big, 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 big hit topics this year, we talked about gun violence. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that was a worldwide traumatic experience that we all had dealt with, you know, with the news in different areas where there was gun violence stories, children in schools that were shot and killed. And Mm -hmm. so you never know what thing impacts a student or just a youth or a child itself. 
And so I think that was one of our great episodes to talk about gun violence in the state of Mississippi, because although it may not be to the extent of another state, you have to be aware of your safety parameters. You have to be aware and adhere to your safety protocols at school, outside of school. And so the students were able to kind of shed light to how it made them feel and then some of the things that they have in place at school. And what's interesting about our podcast is we always like to give them a platform where they're bringing the right people to the table. Mm -hmm. And I speak importantly to that because it's very important to talk to the right people. You Mm -hmm. know, youth have a voice, but we want to also make sure that we're connecting their voices to the right ear so that they can take it and provide it and use it and be impactful with the information that they share. And so we were able to bring on two guests. One was a school public safety teacher and the other one served as a, a mental health counselor. And so we were able to kind of talk about some of these things, what safety parameters they should have. If you feel unsafe at school, what do you do? If it gets to the point was affecting you mentally, who should you talk to and how should you talk about it? And so it was just a really, really great episode to listen to the students and how they say they don't intake news, but they really do just in different forms and different ways. And just to kind of discuss how they were impacted and what things they think they should be implemented to make it better as it pertains to law. They mentioned that the age limit for owning a gun should be higher, Mm -hmm. you know, and that may help decrease some of the violence in their communities in their areas. So it was a really, really great topic to talk about gun violence, which is something prevalently new and relevant to a lot of people across the states. Absolutely. So how can our listeners hear some of those podcasts? Yes, you can visit our website. So we have uh, education.mpbonline.org is our website. And you can go there and you look for the student council tab. And there you will find a podcast and you will click on it. And there's a list of all the episodes. So you don't even have to go too many clicks, just one click. You're there on the MPB student council page. There's a task bar that lists all our episodes. You can just hit play and it'll keep rolling for you until you get to the last episode. Okay. So Jasmine, tell me how impactful would you say the student council has been for students? The MPB student council has been very big emphasis on very (laughs) impactful to the students. And I don't say this just because I lead it. I say this because of the feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, we get students from across the state. And to be honest, we don't know what they know what they don't know, what they want to learn. And so this gives us an opportunity to meet them exactly where they are and Mm -hmm. lead them to where they want to be. It helps us to build a partnership, a trusting partnership with them where they can help us as well. We talk about that they're the future generation. Well, we have the first intake to students what they want in life, what they don't want in life, what opinions they have about life and laws and and just anything in the world. And so we get that first one-on-one interaction with them. And I think it's very important because outside of school and any other thing they may be a part of, You want students to be a part of something where they know they're important, like they Mm -hmm. know that they're impacting their communities, they know they're impacting their schools, as well as themselves. We get to meet them where they are just as a teenager, just as a young adult. And Mm -hmm. so we're able to talk to them about things that they may not feel comfortable talking to their parents about. Or we have had situations like one of our podcast episodes was talking about the parent divide and how to talk to them about certain topics. We're able to do that because we're very intentional about them. And so this gives us an opportunity to not only serve them, but to be service to them as well, to learn them, 
to help them in areas that they may lack. You know, we do a lot of training, social skill training, leadership trainings with them. And just the feedback that I get each year that we have soon is like, wow, I'm sorry. I didn't know this. I wanted to enhance my public speaking. I wanted to enhance my presentation skills. I wanted to become a leader or I just wanted to learn how to do a podcast. And it's just like something sparks in them every time. And so each year, each group that we have, you know, is always different, but it's always growth. You want to have something that provides growth. And the student council has absolutely did that. And another thing that sets aside us and what we do and why it's so impactful is because they come back. You mm-hmm. know, we first we had our group, we called them the inaugural eight and four of them returned back. And so mm-hmm. each year it just keep building and keep building and keep building. And you know what that says, Dr. Ren? It says we believe in you. Mm-hmm. We believe in this plan. We trust you with where we want to go and that you can lead and guide us there. And that's a very important part to doing anything with students is being intentional and passionate. And that's what the MPB Student Council is for them. Wow. Well, I am sure that the students feel that and that's why they are comfortable enough to have those conversations and to open up with you and the leaders there at MPB. Give me a success story of one of the students. So one of the success stories that I have on one of our, we call them our student ambassadors. So when they leave on, they become student ambassadors. They can still assist with, you know, anything that we have as it pertains to student council and joining any events. But her name is Lakina Mead and she will always be my success story. And this is why when she first joined the student council, she didn't even think that she was going to get chosen at all. She is from Hernando, Mississippi, which is close to if you're heading to Memphis. So that tells you the distance of how far it was. And so she interviewed. She was amazing. Like she was an amazing candidate from the interview. And so we were able to choose her our first year. She was a part of our Niagara 8. And as we built a relationship with her, we learned that she was really, really good at editing and videos and behind the scenes and photography. We harped in, we cultivated those skills with her. And an opportunity led PBS Student Reporting Lab was looking for a student in the state of Mississippi. They were doing a episode here. It was called Moments of Truth, where they were talking about conspiracy theories. And they were looking for a student to kind of interview. And so guess who they reached out to? MPB. McKenna (laughs) B. At MPB. And so we made that connection. And they were looking for a student that could you know, possibly interview. Well, of course, McKenna was perfect. Like I said, from her beginning of her interview here with the student council, she just had a spark to her. And so it means a lot when you find that spark in a student and then you continue to light the fire. Like she loves doing interviews. She loves doing behind the scenes. And so that's kind of one of my successful stories and how impactful MPV student council is as well is because when you can cultivate a student and you believe in them, they believe in themselves. And so she was able to lead an awesome interview. You can find it on PBS News Hour Student Reporting Lab. It's called Moments of Truth. And she was able to interview. And on set, she was like a natural. Like, they were like, where did she come? They was even trying to take her from me. They wanted to offer her a position. I was like, no, you can't take McKenna. But I was super, super excited for her to have this opportunity because she always said, I'm just a a small girl from a small town. I didn't think I was going to get chosen. And here it is now. She was chosen for this. And not only was she chosen to interview, she ended up landing a YouTube job that she works currently full time. And it was all because of the skills that we gave her from podcasting, interviewing, presentations, and just kind of cultivating her skills behind the scenes of photography and videos. And so she also ended up having the opportunity to edit some of our videos. We did a mini documentary, which is another favorite project that we do. They uh, will allow the student council members to highlight somebody impactful from their community and just tell their story. 
were all about telling the different stories of students across the state of Mississippi. And so she edited those videos for us. And so even now, you know, just thinking about it and how impactful this is, her success story will always be one of those stories that I tell because it doesn't matter how small you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. When there's something in you and you have a team of people, the MPP education team, we love our students and we love on them. We're intentional and passionate about them. It just does wonderful works for them. And she has done an amazing job and she's continuing to be successful with everything that she learned, not just from us, but just believing in herself. What an awesome story. And as I understand it, her work on that particular project ended up being on national television on a PBS NewsHour. Yes. And I want to add, Dr. Marine, this is the first, the first ever for us in Mississippi Public Broadcast to be connected to PBS News app. So that's how big it was. It blew up on TV and it represented Mississippi. You know, I'm all for Mississippi, the heart of Mississippi and, Absolutely. and learning about everything in Mississippi. And so she was able to do that for us. And so that helped us a lot. Absolutely. Well, this is so exciting. You're so excited about it. And that's what our students need. They need leaders who are excited about helping them. And I hear that in you. Tell me about the application process. How can a student become a member of the MPB Student Council? Okay, so application process is very easy. And you go to our website at education.mpbonline.org and you go to the Student Council tab. There'll be a tab that says apply for membership. And so there's a short brief job form that you will fill out there and you hit submit. And then from there, we'll reach out to you. We have to get your parent consent of first. Parent involvement is very important to us. And so once we get your parents consent, then we'll move forward to scheduling you an interview. Cool. So before we end, tell me one favorite moment that you've had with the student council. Let's see, one favorite. So many. Can't put a number on so many. <laughs> My favorite moment. My favorite moment with the student council, I would have to say, is when we have our in-person meeting. A lot of the students you don't really get to see. And so just as much as they're amazed to see us in person, we're just as amazed to see them in person. And you get to see like, oh, I thought you was taller. Or a lot of them say, oh, I thought you were <laughs> taller. I'm actually the shortest. Actually, this bunch, I'm actually the shortest. You would think I was one of the student council members. But to see their faces light up, not just to see us, but to see each other. And that's another big thing with the MPB student council that's so impactful is that we're bringing students together that they would never have the opportunity to meet each other. And so just to have that opportunity to be in the midst of students from across the state of Mississippi and all their uniqueness and creative and how their faces just glow up when they see each other and how happy they are. That will always be my favorite, 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 favorite memory of the MPB Student Council because it also just lets me know we're on the right track. Well, that's remarkable. It sounds like you're creating a network across the state of these young people who, as they grow as students in Mississippi, man, they're going to know each other and they'll have friends across the state. And, and that could be very valuable to anyone. So I applaud your efforts with the work that you're doing with the MPB Student Council. So thank you, Ms. Jasmine Harvey, for sharing with us about the MPB Student Council, a group of middle and high school students in grades 8 through 11 from across the state of Mississippi. Students have to be nominated by an adult or they can submit an application for themselves. As a member, they receive hands-on career training, civic engagement opportunities, increase social and media literacy skills, and lend their voices to Mississippi's progress through their student podcast. 
If you'd like to be a part of the MPB Student Council, learn more at education.mpbonline.org. Class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode releases. See you next time.